Hello and welcome back to the Fantasy Playmakers. What's up guys? In this video, I'm going to be going through my start sits at the tight end position. So breaking down all of the week 10 matchups and listing every fantasy relevant tight end as a start or a sit. There's going to be thumbnails down below in the description. If you guys just want to jump around to your specific tight ends and their matchups, that'd be totally fine. All I ask is that if you guys enjoy the content, please hit that like button and subscribe to the channel. We're getting really close to a thousand subs. So I really appreciate everyone who's been subscribing. This is just the beginning. We're going to continue to keep growing, but I am excited to get to that number. And then if you guys have any fantasy questions, just drop them down below and I'll respond to every single person as soon as I can. But let's get into the Thursday night matchup where we have the Ravens taking on the Dolphins. And honestly, this week is not looking bad at the tight end position. This is honestly the most depth that I can remember, you know, in the last few years at least. There's a lot of top options. There's a lot of depth pieces where normally if your tight end was on buy, you would feel totally screwed picking up someone on waivers. I don't really think that's the case anymore. And starting it off with Mark Andrews and Mike Gusecki, I think both of these players are really solid starts. I mean, Mark Andrews is a top tier tight end this season. And Mike Gusecki is a top tier tight end when Devontae Parker and Will Fuller are out of the lineup. Devontae Parker on IR. I do not believe Will Fuller will be playing in this game. So Mike Gusecki is a lock in your lineups, you know, unless you have a top tier guy like Mark Andrews, Darren Waller, Travis Kelsey, you know, he's probably in that second tier right now. Then on Sunday, we have a divisional game between the Bills and the Jets. For the Bills, we're not sure if Dawson Knox is going to be back. If he is back, I would feel comfortable starting him. If he's not back, I don't want any other tight end behind him. And then on the other side with the Jets, Ryan Griffin actually had a really nice game last Thursday night but I still just have no faith in him in my lineup. They've got some other weapons there. This is not a good offense going up against a really tough Buffalo Bills defense. The next matchup is between the Buccaneers and the Washington football team. It looks like Gronk may not actually play in this game. I bet he's going to be questionable, probably like a 50-50. He had that rib injury, and then he also suffered back spasms before their week nine bye. If he's in the lineup, I'd feel comfortable starting him. If he's not in the lineup, I really just don't want to mess around with OJ Howard or Cam Brate unless you're really, really desperate. On the other side with the Washington football team, this one could be interesting because I think there's a shot that Logan Thomas returns this week. And if he does, I don't know if he's going to be getting 100% of the snaps right away. So this may be a committee between Logan Thomas and Ricky Seals-Jones. I would just kind of want to wait and see on both of these guys to see just kind of how the snaps shake out before I make a call on which player I want to start moving forward. It would probably be Logan Thomas, but you know, how comfortable do I feel with him after seeing Ricky Seals-Jones play fairly well in his absence? After that game, we have the Falcons taking on the Cowboys, and both of these tight ends in this matchup are going to be starts for me. Kyle Pitts, for obvious reasons, just balling out so far. He should continue to see, you know, a decent target share with Calvin Ridley out. He's either the number one or number two target on that team, depending on where you rank him and Cordero Patterson. So he should still be locked in your lineup. Then we've got Dalton Schultz, who just continues to be a volume machine when Dak Prescott is the quarterback, was honestly the best pass catcher, you know, of the fantasy relevant guys between Cooper, CeeDee Lamb, and Dalton Schultz on Sunday. So even in a game where the offense did not perform well, Dalton Schultz still put up fantasy numbers. So that is great to see moving forward. And then we kind of have a rough game here at the tight end position between the Saints and the Titans. Just not a lot going on here. I'm not interested in Adam Troutman 
or Jawan Johnson. And then for the Titans, I'm just not interested in Ferkser or Swaim moving forward. After that, we have the Jaguars taking on the Colts. And I actually think Dan Arnold is a potentially solid start. I did list him as a start. He's definitely someone who's on the fringe just because you can't trust this Jaguars offense a lot. But he has been receiving a fair amount of targets in the last few weeks. And he's just been a safe volume option. I like that moving forward. And so maybe he's on the waiver wire. Maybe you have a guy on buy. Or maybe you're just in a deep league. I think he's a solid start. For the Colts, this is just a full-on tight end committee between Jack Doyle and Mo Cox, and I'm just not interested in that at all. Lions-Steelers is up next, and for the Lions, TJ Hawkinson is a lock at the tight end position. And then for the Steelers, Pat Frymuth is totally startable. He's someone that I've really kind of had my eye on the last few weeks. I kind of saw this breakout coming, so it was definitely great to see him ball out on Monday night, getting into the end zone twice. And he is going to have a great career. I think I've talked about this basically at nauseum, but right, all the hype was coming in with Kyle Pitts. He's going to be this top tier rookie tight end. And Kyle Pitts has been great. This isn't meant to diminish Kyle Pitts, but I feel like Pat Fryermuth's rookie season is not getting enough attention. Rookie tight ends historically tend to struggle big time. A lot of people didn't think Pitts would struggle, but you know, Pat Fryermuth has been balling out and no one has really been talking about it. He is going to be a great fantasy tight end for the future. And I honestly wouldn't be shocked if he was in like my top seven, maybe even like top six tight ends going into 2022, but that's way down the road. Right now for this week, I think he is a solid start in this Browns Patriots game. For this Browns team, you just can't trust any of these tight ends or really any of their pass catchers, to be honest. So David Njoku and Austin Hooper are sits. For the Patriots, Hunter Henry, his stat lines don't look pretty, but he continues to get it done on a fantasy football level. It's very weird. It's like certain games, he'll go like six for 60, get like 12 PPR points. And you're like, okay, I like the volume. Then the next week he'll go out two for 20 with a touchdown. And it's like, ooh, that volume shaky. He's a huge bust if he doesn't get into the end zone, but he just continues to put up fantasy relevant numbers. So I'm still gonna list him as a start. Johnny Smith is definitely unplayable. Then we have a battle of kind of these fringe tight end starts between Tyler Conklin and Jared Cook with the Vikings taking on the Chargers. I think this could definitely be a high scoring game. And so I think both of these offenses could be able to support these guys. Tyler Conklin just seems to have a very safe floor and has had a decent amount of involvement the last few weeks. This Chargers team had three tight ends put up fantasy relevant numbers in week nine. And Jared Cook was actually the lowest scoring of the three, but I still think he is the tight end one there and could definitely be a potential play. You know, you don't love him in your lineup, like I mentioned earlier, maybe you have a buy, maybe you're in a deeper league. He's definitely someone you could slot in there and have a little bit of confidence in. Then we've got the Panthers taking on the Cardinals. For the Panthers, it's really just a wasteland at tight end. You're not starting at Tommy Tremble. For the Cardinals, I have Zach Ertz listed as a start. I would say that if Kyler Murray is back, I would feel way more confident starting Zach Ertz in my lineup. If Kyler Murray is out, I may actually downgrade Zach Ertz to a sit especially if you have A.J. Green coming back and potentially DeAndre Hopkins playing, but that still remains to be seen. Right now, if Kyler's in, I would feel fine with Zach Ertz. In this Eagles-Broncos matchup, I'd feel good about starting Dallas Goddard. It's been a little bit frustrating because the Eagles were a very pass-heavy team. Not very pass-heavy, but they just didn't rely on the run a ton early in the season when you had Goddard and Zach Ertz. Then Zach Ertz is gone. You think, okay, this is Dallas Goddard's time. Now we're going to run the ball, you know, 27 times with our running backs 
maybe even more than that. We're going to give Jordan Howard 17 carries instead of throwing the ball 20 plus times. That's kind of the shift that's happened. Obviously, it's not ideal for Dallas Goddard, but I still think he can continue to produce. For the Broncos, Noah Fant is just not going to have a huge ceiling with Teddy Bridgewater at quarterback and Jerry Judy back in the lineup, tight end one moving forward. And then probably one of the worst tight end matchups of the week, Seattle Seahawks taking on the Green Bay Packers. I just have no interest in Gerald Everett or Mercedes Lewis this week. And then we have a total turnaround on Sunday Night Football. My top two fantasy football tight ends, Chiefs taking on the Raiders, Travis Kelsey and Darren Waller, both locked in as starts in your lineup. You've got to feel great about both of those guys. And then we continue on to Monday Night Football, last game of the week, some more solid tight end options. Rams traveling to San Francisco to take on the 49ers. Tyler Higbee has kind of been one of these fringe guys the last few weeks. He went out on Sunday Night Football, was targeted 10 times. He almost had a touchdown that was called back just because like the very tip of his foot was out of bounds. So it could have been a much bigger game. But I think if he can be seeing that kind of volume, you know, I'm not expecting that on a week to week basis, but I still think he has a decently solid floor. And then for the 49ers, George Kittle in his first game back balled out. That was great to see because he did not look great or very involved, you know, the first few games of the season, but then he comes back from IR with a monster performance. So you love to see that. And he is locked into your lineup either way, but that is going to wrap it up for my tight end start sits. If you guys enjoyed the video, hit that like button, subscribe to the channel, ring that bell so you guys get notified every time I post a video. But thank you guys for stopping by and I'll see you next time.